Hey, Chismosas. I'm Igby. I'm Stephanie. And we are the Chisme, Chisme Queens. Queens. <laughs> Way to ruin my dramatic flair. I didn't know if you were really going to say it or not, so I just said it. <laughs> See what happens when you live your life as a troll? You get trolled. <laughs> life comes at you fast. That's right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are the Chisme Queens. If you're new to the podcast, Chisme means gossip. And we have all the gossip. We have all the tea about married at first sight. I just remembered some more Chisme. All right. Write it's it down. cute, too. Oh. <laughs> I wrote a whole damn paper about it. <laughs> I forgot. All right. With that. Maybe hit me with some cheese Well, do you want this cute cheese man first? Yes, I do. Want the cute or the ugly first? Oh dear. <laughs> let's no. Let's do cute and end with ugly. Okay. So cute boots. You know, I champion myself on being the YouTube rewatch rewind person. <laughs> so Amani and Woody posted a new video on YouTube. Uh, going over their uh, birth journey, I guess you could say. Uh, it was very, very cute. They talked about um, kind of what their plan was. Uh, initially, they wanted to have an at-home water birth. Uh, they wanted it to just be them, very intimate. Uh, she wanted her mom there if she was able to get there in time, and then just their birthing team, and that's it. Uh, so keeping it very simple. She said she wanted to have a really calm very relaxed environment to bring in, you know, that vibe for the baby. She said they mm -hmm. had, um, you know, music playing. She said her doula also specializes in aromatherapy. So they were doing a lot of that too. And she said that was amazing. Um, she said the night before at about 11 PM, she started having contractions, but she thought it was just like, like late pregnancy pains because she said that she kept asking people what contractions feel, felt like, but nobody could explain it. So when yeah. she was having contractions, she didn't know she was having contractions because she didn't <laughs> know what they're supposed to feel like. Um, so she said that she kind of went through that for a few hours and finally came to the realization, okay, I think these are actually contractions because they're kind of coming on a regular basis, yeah. not just like Braxton Hicks or something like that. Uh, she said that she fought through it till about six o'clock in the morning. She didn't want to wake up Woody because she said she knew she would need his support, of course, through all of this. It's going to be a long day. So there's no sense in both of them staying up all night <laughs> with, you know, there's nothing you can do, basically. There really isn't, yeah. Hurry up and wait. Uh, so then she said once his alarm went off in the morning, she went ahead and let him know what was going on. He was on call duty. He's rallying <laughs> all the troops together, letting all the friends and family know, all that jazz. And... um she says that first her uh, birthing team came at eight o'clock and then they tried to do some different positions and stuff to stretch her out her hips and all that kind of stuff, make her more comfortable. Um, so like I said before, they wanted to have a water birth. So something happened with the original pool that they were supposed to use. I think it got to the point like Woody put it all together and like the very last like valve or something like important to like keep the water in was missing. So that was a bust. They couldn't use that pool. But the doula had a backup pool in her car. Okay. And at this point, though, Amani was really like in the thick of it. So it's like, are we going to even have enough time to yeah. put this together and get in and all that? Because I'm ready to go now. 
Yeah. So at this point, they're like, I don't think there's going to be enough time to do all that. So she's like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. The shower wasn't doing enough. She's like, okay, now I'm going to get in the bathtub. <laughs> but there's not enough space for her in the bathtub. Oh, no. She was saying like she was really having a hard time because she really wanted to be like submerged in the water because that's what would yeah. give her relief. But she couldn't fit. So she was having to like squat and stand up and like. She's like, her knees were about to give out. And she was like, really having a tough time. And they have like some clips. So if you're not of the faint heart, you can watch the video and see some of this situation. So so once she really started getting those contractions going, they went ahead and moved into the bed. Um, Not the bed, really? Yes, the bed. Okay. Well, and luckily they did because they said like, as soon as... Well, she didn't want to be like poked and prodded and all that. So she said, you can do one check and that's going to be the one check. From there, we're going to determine, you know, what we need to do. And at that point, the doula did the check and she was fully dilated. So it's go time. Yeah. And um, they get to the bed and, oh, this was, there was a funny part in here because when they were talking about the tub, uh, Woody was talking about like how the tub, now that they moved into the new house, the tub is bigger. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at him like, I know you're not even trying to suggest another baby. <laughs> he said, there will be three years before we even talk about thinking about having another one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. And she's like, I'm serious. <laughs> so they were being funny and cute. Um, then she starts talking about how like she, because the position she was in, she was like facing the wall. Mm-hmm. So the baby would come out like that, like backwards. Like she'd be, she's on her stomach. Yeah. Or facing that direction and the baby would come out that way. And okay. she said she was feeling so much pressure. She thought it was going to come out of her butt. <laughs> and then Woody was like, well, it kind of was. Cause like, and then he was trying to describe what he was seeing. And he was just like, oh, stop talking. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> and he was just like, it was just weird. Like, I, I just, I don't even, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it was just like, and he was like doing all these hand motions. And it was just a mess. And it is like, it's like something you've never seen before. <laughs> but they said that once she got into position, it like went really quick. She pushed once, the baby's head was out twice. That was it. But the interesting part is that he was born with a veil. Have you ever heard that term? Or the no. term mermaid baby? Uh uh-uh. uh. He her water never broke. She they asked she they asked her and she said no. But she was thinking, oh well, maybe it didn't. I just didn't know because it's not yeah. like in the movies where like this big gush no. of water comes out. Yeah, that's all dramatics in Hollywood. Um, so she was like, okay, maybe I'm just inexperienced and they know better than I do. Mm, but I don't think anything happened. So yeah, her water never broke. So when he was born, he was still born in the sack. Wow. Woody said that, that it's one in eighty thousand wow that's amazing and she said he came out so fast like nobody was there to catch him like he the sack hit the bed and it busted <laughs> so if they would have been in a bathtub yeah i was like oh my that's God. crazy um did they have like a protective cover or something over the bed uh, or do they have to get a new mattress now i'm pretty sure they have to get a new mattress anyway <laughs> They're like, we're going to move in two months anyway, so let's just have the baby. It didn't, I don't remember seeing anything like like plastic or anything like that. <laughs> like maybe just a lot of towels. I don't know. Mm. But th- that's common for a lot of home births. People have the babies in their own beds or couch. 
I'm just saying, like, I feel like with I all the want fluids, to use that again. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fluids, different kinds yes. in general. And then there's always like women who push so hard that they, they, you know, make a bowel movement as well. So there's that factor too. You're right. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of things going on in that bedspread. No thanks. Yeah. Um, I think I'd be too, I'm, I'm, I would be too worried that something would go wrong to have a home birth. I couldn't do it. I feel the same way, but Amani says later on that everybody that she talked to and all the videos she watched and everything like that, everybody with the home birth experience had way better, had a way better experience. And that especially as far as, you know, being a black woman, we don't necessarily get the best care Mm. and treatment in hospitals. We die at a much larger rate than other uh, nationalities. So you might just be cutting your losses anyway. That's true. And then they also like the fact that, you know, there's no waiting to go home. You're able to do what you need to do. There's not people like doting all the time. Like you're able to enjoy the actual moment that your child was born instead of them being swept away and you don't see them for whoever knows how long. Is it wrong that I enjoyed that? I enjoyed the piece. (laughs) Someone taking care of me. You know what I mean? I liked being taken care of at the hospital. I like the baby was there as long as I wanted him there. And then if I w- wasn't sleeping, the nurse would take him away and whatnot. And I enjoyed that. Because when you got, when he comes home. That's it, for real. He's never sleep. <laughs> never sleep even now. <laughs> um, let's... He runs the show, damn it. <laughs> I know. We saw earlier. <laughs> yeah. He had a special, special guest earlier. And she said when uh, he was first born, he didn't cry for about a minute or so. She said what was interesting is that he did a scan of the room and like was looking around like, where am I? What is going on? Okay, now I'm alarmed. (laughs) That's cute. And they said after that, they did like the um, delayed cord cutting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she had to have got to have skin to skin until they were able to do that. Then once they did that, um woody had the baby and uh they took care of her and he was just gone with the baby and she's like okay where are they at (laughs) bring back my child (laughs) he's not just your baby he's our baby (laughs) so woody was enjoying his time as a father as well and they showed like the clips of him cutting the cord and him um weighing the baby for the first time and all that stuff very wow that's awesome so yeah they they had a good birthing experience it doesn't sound like they're going to be experiencing that again anytime soon (laughs) according to amani but good on for the first try or for the first first go around well i'm always happy for people whose birthing plan goes exactly how they want it to go i know this one had a little bumps in the road but at the end you have a healthy baby at home just like you want it so that's awesome very nice warms your heart it does i love a good birth story you want to hear a not so nice story? Yes, immediately, because I also love those. <laughs> so, your girl Lindsay this week. Oh, hell no, she ain't my girl. <laughs> you know, that's your girl. She wanted to talk to you and everybody else. <laughs> Apparently, she had a couple of, you know, glasses of wine, was feeling a little relaxed, and decided to get on Instagram Live. Never a good idea for anybody. <laughs> So I didn't see the live personally, but there was a lot of talk about it on 
Reddit, uh, there is a screenshot where she was saying that she what that part of her life was a crazy time and she was holding down two full-time jobs she was filming five and six times a week when she wasn't at work she was put into the role of a full-time caregiver she was forced to act as a mandated reporter uh, she had to sit in the uh, vet emergency room for several late nights she had to manage the cat's medication and administer the um medication as well as take them to any appointments. She was the only earner of income in their marriage. She acted as a primary care manager for inpatient hospitalization. I guess that's his mom. Mm -hmm. She had to have someone removed from their home, left without food and care, which we also are to assume is his mom. Mm -hmm. And all while being away from the comforts of her own home, being in the shared apartment. So she's saying Mark laid all this stuff on her and she just had to take it. Uh, there was another post where pe- she was saying people are always asking her how she lost so much weight and all this stuff. And she said she was just so stressed out that and had so many other things to do that wasn't even a priority. Then, uh, not to be mean, though, but that's how she was when she showed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, What, wanting to, like, take a- take it on? No, no, no. Like, she's she's blaming her marriage for her weight and the stress and whatever. But, like, she looked like that on wedding day. She didn't know Mark. Just saying. <laughs> Can't blame everything on Mark. You can blame a lot on Mark. I'm not, not saying don't. I'm just saying can't blame that one. Then there were some other details about other people on the show. Ooh. She talked a little bit about Ryan and Alyssa's date and how that was just nonsense. Um, she talked about Noi and Steve and said that Steve was dating before they officially broke up and that he did actually file zero on his taxes. He said that the money that they got paid by the show, if they were contract workers, would have to be they'd have to pay taxes on that out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he didn't claim it since it was a stipend as a workaround. Oh. She says that Mark is a total narcissist. I can see that 100%. And he has road, uh, roid rage. And uh, that's about it. She talks a little bit about Jasmine and Michael not being a good fit, Elajuan not being a good friend. Oh, wow. Because he seems to care about himself, and Katina is just an offset to make him look better. Wow. <laughs> Them fighting words. Mm-hmm. She said it was true last week when he tricked her into being in that live with Mark. Mm-hmm. She said that was, yeah, all fake. She knew Steve was broke, <laughs> and that's why he was mad that she was calling him out about it. <laughs> And she talks about all the stuff with uh, Mark and his mom, how that's all documented and it is what it is. She talked about Chris being weird because apparently after the show, she hooked him up with one of her friends Mm -hmm. and that didn't go well. And then she also talked about him being into certain things. You didn't need to put his business out there like that, but (laughs) interesting. (laughs) You say... Well, my overall thoughts is Lindsay in general is not trustworthy, but I could see a few of these things being true. Um, also, like when you're married, you take on those things. You, you, your partner's problems are your problems, right? Um, I have a mound of student debt. My husband helps me pay them. You know what I mean? Like my problems are his problems because they affect the family. Okay, Lindy. 
hey, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Um, he, you know, he, he, he struggles with depression, anxiety. I help him with that. I set up his appointments, all that kind of thing. So like you take on what you want to take on, but in the end, um, it's a group effort. If it it gets a group effort, if it furthers and strengthens your marriage, why not? On the other hand, if Mark's a narcissist, which I a hundred percent believe that because have you seen his feed? It's highly annoying, highly self-involved and all he wants is praise. I 100% believe her on that. So she said part of her motivation for even doing this live was because he's um, like slamming her in cameos. My gosh. And even uh, there was a post that he put up that she responded to on Instagram, basically threatening him to like shut his mouth or else she's going to air out his dirty laundry. (laughs) So if he would like that to stay private, he should probably shut up. Ooh, saucy. She's got the juice. Like I said, I don't like her in general. Um, I don't believe some things, but that I believe. Interesting. Very interesting. I love it. Thank you, Igby, for sharing. You're welcome. That's some solid, solid chisme. Well, speaking of villains, someone on Reddit also posted Mitch's, what they call villain origin story. Villain origin story? Yes. <laughs> that might explain his temper tantrum last week and really the first week too because the first week when he flipped out on the uh stylist Mm -hmm. it was about his looks so before he was an environmentalist mitch was in the fashion industry what yeah why is he wearing those sandals (laughs) we didn't say it was good fashions (laughs) so i I, and this person is the kind of person that makes me scary because i'm like why are you digging this deep to like find out the (laughs) brands and the gear and all this stuff but they had the whole his whole resume oh my gosh (laughs) so you know literally being in an industry about like looks and fashion and consumerism and all that stuff is maybe part of the reason why he's so jaded now Mm -hmm. because i think he was working with like mainstream brands at first and then moved to like an eco-friendly brand and then kind of that is what introduced him into where he is now Mm-hmm. And so it just, I guess, maybe just snowballed. Yeah. And I mean, once you know how the burger is made, that can sour you to it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I was like, hmm, very interesting. Mitchell. <laughs> that is really interesting. <laughs> what else do we got here? Oh, um, I did some, just for fun, some price checking on Miss Stasha's things because she was very Chanel heavy this episode. And I was just like, okay, we can't get the $700 coffee machine to use every day, but <laughs> we need this one pair of Chanel earrings that I did not understand why everybody was so confused by. Well, because um, when you film something, it's reversed, right? So it said Nell and then the Sha. But when you look at her in real life, it probably says Sha Nell. But still, are you stupid or are you dumb? No, yeah, I 100%. <laughs> like it's obviously Chanel. <laughs> Yes, yes, I agree. I'm just explaining. It, there was like so many posts about people were like, Stasha has weird earrings. I just don't know. I was like, wow. Okay. But we looked up those earrings and I show them retailing for, well, actually they are 10% off right now. Labor Day sale. This is on a resale site uh, for mm-hmm. $17.95.50. Yeah, I was a 
That's a hefty price tag. Well, that's down from 1995. <laughs> but I did notice she did not have a Chanel bag. I made sure to take note when they went to the couple's dinner and she had these Chanel earrings. Mm-hmm. She did not have a Chanel bag. She didn't have a bag at all. She looked damn good, though. She did look good. They they both looked good. They were complimentary to each other. This whole episode. Mm -hmm. And I did clock in the other scene when they went to do one of their activities. She did have a Chanel cuff that currently one similar to it is retailing on the Chanel site for $9.25. So, I mean, again, and that's just for because Chanel does make costume jewelry. Like, Mm -hmm. this is just metal and resin it's not anything no precious metals or anything so nine hundred dollars for a plastic (laughs) (laughs) same thing with the double c earrings if you're getting like the costume ones Mm -hmm. that's gonna be about 650 jesus so imagine if you were getting like precious metal and stones no stick with the gold and crystals or silver and crystals (laughs) i also did notice that she had um when they went to pick up Luna, she was jaywalking. And I said, okay, Sasha, I see you. She had the white and wolf gray Jordan mid ones. And I said, okay, I see you. That I can recognize that yes. anywhere. I can clock that easy. How much do those run? Um, well, it depends. How much should they cost and how much do they actually run you? If mm. Because that's a whole aftermarket situation. They release the them. Is... No, oh, you can't. Okay, They're limited. Oh, so people flip them for ridiculous amounts. Oh, like if you're buying them directly from Nike or Jordan, they're mm-hmm. probably around two hundred. And then people go on StockX and sell them for five or six or seven. And it all depends too on the size run. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a ginormous person like me and wear the most popular size, which is a nine and a half, there's going to be up the ass mm-hmm. resale because it's the most popular and hardest to get. But Stasha probably can wear fucking kid sizes because <laughs> she's a teeny tiny lady and, you know, it might be a hundred bucks. <laughs> I only ask about the creases because that's a big deal to my stepson. He like walks really funny. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't want to get creases in my shoes. I was like, oh my it's gosh, they're, they're shoes. Not a, it's, it's a thing. Mm, it's weird. Weird to me. I get it. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Oh, man. There's whole lines of products for that. <laughs> well, you and him can have that conversation next time you see him. <laughs> I mean, we have, we've, we've talked sneaker talk before. <laughs> uh, the only last thing I had was... Oh, no, a couple things. One... All of our Denver people out there, if y'all are listening, apparently casting is not going so well out in Colorado. So if you want to be on this show, shoot your shot. Now is your chance. Apparently, because of the show's reputation, a lot of people are not applying or are not interested in being on the show. Um, There was a post on Reddit where a woman was messaged by a casting producer on LinkedIn to appear on the show. Uh, She's already in a relationship so she's definitely not interested and a lot of people um under that thread were saying that either they know people who live in denver or in colorado and basically the show is touted as like a trash show that like their moms talk about on facebook so (laughs) nobody's trying to be on that 
or be associated with that. And then somebody too brought up the fact that like, this is why this show is getting worse and worse because like they brought up Kristen and Mitch where she was really invested Mm -hmm. in this process. She watched the show. She was a, an organic applicant. Whereas somebody like Mitch was probably recruited and was just like, oh, what the hell? Mm-hmm. I'll get a, pe- a free paycheck for eight weeks and whatever. If I get divorced, I get divorced. I'm already 41. Who cares? <laughs> you know? Or yeah. or like these people that are on trying to be influencers. They're just trying to grow yeah. their, following. their following. It's sad. But entertaining. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> And the last thing I had was I asked a poll on our last episode about Dr. Pia. I asked if she was a good addition. So it was, I mean, kind of split. 50% said yes. 25% said no. 25% said, where's Dr. Viviana? (laughs) And nobody thought it should just be Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper by themselves. Yeah. So, mm mm-hmm. I don't think she did anything. I think she's supposed to be on next week's episode, if I remember from the, um, the preview. Yeah, the I think so. Yeah, well, I, I think I saw a very brief clip of, of someone talking to some, you know, like having a counseling session. And I think mm. it was with Pepper. So, Pia. With Pia. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, what about that other dude? Who cares? He's divorced. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he knows how to get divorced. <laughs> I don't know, because it took them a while. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> That's all really good. Cheese me. Thank you. I'm trying to make up for the weeks of lackluster. <laughs> all right. Well, um some of the cast from Oh shoot. What is Gil? Houston? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're on the move. A bunch of people are doing things. Um Gil in a, about a week, I think he posted. He'll be in Senegal if y'all are going to that weird, um, you know, vacation with Gil. We told y'all about it. (laughs) It's happening. Gave him the free commercial. Hopefully y'all signed up so Gil can get a check. Johnny is still posting, I guess, was it Greece pictures? Yeah, Europe pictures and um, his, yeah. Why? Why? I thought that was weird. (laughs) I was like, why? And then some of the pictures, his girlfriend's not in there. It's just all Mila and all Rachel. Brett's there. And girlfriend is nowhere to be seen in any of these pictures. And I'm like, that would make me feel kind of bad. Well, were they even together yet? She was, I thought she was there. I don't remember. Because I think that was before I even knew who she was. Mm, Maybe so. Either way, it's weird. And even if I didn't go on that trip, I'd feel kind of bad. That he's still in the glory days of hanging out with all his lady friends. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel a certain kind of way. Um, and Rachel is here in San Antonio this weekend and asked everybody, where should she go for dinner? And y'all did her dirty. Y'all told her to go to Mi Tierra, which is a 100% tourist trap. Not cool. <laughs> but it's good enough for LeBron. Because he's not from here. Like, he's not Texan. You know what I mean? Like... I can't believe our fellow Texans would do that to another Texan. It's sad. Were they supposed to send her chachos? Hey, it would be the same meal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it'd be, it it tastes exactly the same. Probably better margaritas. <laughs> better margaritas and half of the bill, if not more. That's funny. 
it is good to go if you're not from Texas and it's like cultural and stuff like that. Um, you or don't know what is going on at Market Square. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and y'all don't know any better. Your tacos are probably trash, so you probably think they're really good and stuff in, at Mi Tierra. So no offense, but your tacos are trash outside of Texas. So that's Hot just facts. Take. Just facts. Hot take. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I sent her a few recommendations. I don't know. She probably won't go there, but she was smart. She would go there. You didn't go find her? No, I don't. I'm not that invested. You looking for her like everybody was looking for Bad Bunny? <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. It was really funny. I just thought it was really funny. Like things like, um, Via, which is our, our local... Public transportation. Um, public transportation was doing Bad Bunny <laughs> Instagram post. It was just really funny. I saw one today where they remixed it with that clip from Selena when she's at the mall and it, oh like, it's going around where we're like, oh my God, Selena's here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, it looks like everybody was doing something this past week or is about to do something. So just interesting. Uh, another interesting thing that happened was Married at First Sight fan, who some people think is a producer of the show, but um, she they say that they are not, did um, a call for anonymous tea. And there's a kind of spoiler-ish, so if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead. The first thing sh- they posted was that Nate and Justin almost fight at the reunion. Now, this can Jerry, be taken. Jerry, Jerry, yeah, I was like, this Jerry. can be taken a few different, like almost fight, like holding people holding you back, or just standing up and puffing out your chest, or just arguing, yeah. or just arguing loudly, right? So, but that should be really awesome <laughs> for the tell-all. I'm looking for it. Um, the next one was um, maybe Morgan wasn't so friendly in high school. Because this person made it a point to say, Morgan went to my high school. She is just like how she is on the show. Take that as you will. Hmm. Hmm, Indeed. Well, you know, old habits die hard. Well, but also super sad. You have no growth from high school. You know what I mean? (laughs) Happens more than you think. Ugh, sad. Uh, Next one. Justin is essentially beefing with everyone from the show and tries to fight Nate multiple times, including the reunion. Two people say it, it's true. uh, Yeah. I wonder if they try and fight at, like, um, the retreat or something like that, where they're all kind of together. (laughs) Lindy. Here's one for Lindy. I went to college with Lindy. She really is a little nuts, but aren't we all? She's also wearing her wedding band in real life, so they still see her, apparently. Or maybe they're Facebook friends, and they see the pics. Okay. Thanks for letting us know that person. Well, I mean, it is interesting that that me. Oh, well, I guess it doesn't really mean they're still together. They're contractually obligated to wear the the wedding rings, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all that means. So who knows? Who knows about those two? But that's all the tea I have. Yours got me beat one hundred percent. Well, that means I just had more time to waste than you. <laughs> it was a short week for me. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks uh, for those who send us chisme. If you have any to send us and add to the next week's episode, be sure to DM us on Instagram. We are Chisme Queens Podcast. 
And on Twitter, we are Cheesemick Queens. Igby live tweets the episode every Wednesday when it happens. So join her there. It's a it's a party always. It's a hot mess. <laughs> it's really it's really funny. Um, some people like to Google themselves or reverse search themselves and find out what's happening. I see you. <laughs> Hi. You're not relevant. You're not relevant anymore. Stop doing it. Um. So there's that. Uh, also, if you're enjoying the podcast, um, that's awesome. And we would like you to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you do that, it helps other Chismosas find our podcast and it really helps us out. So please do that. And Spotify too. Now you can rate podcasts on there. So oh, there you go. done one or the other, do the opposite. There you go. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll be covering episode 11. Make sure to come back. Bye, y'all.